Yo, yo, what's up? This is Taman. This is Tyrese. And we are the Lazy Dads checking in on Sunday morning. Post daylight saving time had me all messed up. Is it really? Yeah, right? Yeah. Time change, you think? I don't know. Yeah, it did. Because I woke up. I woke up and I was like, oh, man, got a whole hour. Well, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> a little hour, hour though, man. I'm, I'm discombobulated. I'm still yeah. reeling over my fighting Irish, dominating Clemson. Yeah, they did. They took it to all, all facets of the game last night. Yeah, they night. did. They took it to Clemson's uh, offense be shaky sometimes. Yes, like sometimes DJ looks like he has complete control of that offense, and then sometimes I'm not, I'm not uh, I'm not impressed at all. Yeah, I feel you on that. Oh, so what's going on, man? Uh, not much, man. We uh, we had tryouts this week, but uh, so it's been crazy. But I missed the last day of practice because uh. Man, the flu is going around crazy out here. Yeah, up here too. Um, all the kids seem to uh, be passing it around. Yeah, they. Uh, Terry is sick. They said Jordan had it. They said half the fourth grade class had it. Yeah, we went yeah. from we had almost forty some kids at JV and B team tryouts. And then, like the next, the, that was like the first day. The next day, next two days is like eleven because people were sick. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's gotta right. suck, man. To yeah, get sick during tryouts. Man. Well, we gotta push tryouts into next week, even though we got scrimmages next week. We just gotta gotta push it into next week. So I got a question because this is, and I think it's just the idiotic nature of where I'm at. So they they care so much about these middle school championships out here. It's kid, it's a kid. He's in 7th grade, but he's good enough to play on the freshman team. So we were like, mm-hmm. "Cool, let's bring him up." And they were like, "No, you can't bring him up. It'll hurt the middle school team." Who the hell cares about the middle school team, bro? That's what I don't understand. Like, do we are we looking for middle school championships or are we looking for what's in the best interest? Of the player. That's what so, I don't understand. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, your town only has one high school, correct? No. Three high schools in the county. Three. Hmm. That's a little... So, I was going to say, um, with one high school, I guess I could see that. So, they get nope. bragging rights, quote unquote, in the city. But, uh, yeah, y'all got more than one. And, uh, it's a middle school, though. They're worried about middle school. <laughs> like, they wouldn't let him come up because he's in middle school. And I get it. Yeah, seventh grade is a lot to come up. But he's just play- if he's playing freshman ball, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But yeah, they were, and then like they even give us like, flack when you try to bring up an eighth grader, and it's like that doesn't make sense. Like, do we care about the kid or do we care about these meaningless high school or middle school championships? It's crazy to me. <laughs> so, okay, follow up question: Is the middle school basketball that competitive in your area? I don't know. I don't pay attention to it. 
I don't I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna say that's a no. <laughs> I I really don't care. Uh it it does nothing for me. So I don't even pay attention to I mean, I pay attention to the kids because, you know, they work out with me and, you know, so I I wish them success if they, when they go back to their middle school team, but they worked out with me all, like we had spring workouts, a lot of middle school kids worked out with us, summer workouts, fall workouts, middle school kids worked out with us, but as far as their actual teams, like, nah, I just think it's ego driven, the middle school coaches want to feel like they still have power. That's the only thing I can I think mean, of. Why, why would you stunt right? a child's development? Exactly. Like, like, if he has the opportunity to exactly. play, if y'all are and, saying, and, hey, he's good enough to be on the ninth grade team. That's what's crazy is none of the other high schools in our county, definitely no. And then none of the other high schools within the state that I know of stop kids from moving up if they can play up. So it makes oh, no, no sense. It makes no sense oh. why you would stop. A, and if, like, if I'm a parent, I'm raising hell. But yeah, yeah man, basketball is real back burner in this county. So <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Baseball I is king the, around um, here. Really? Yeah, baseball is king around here. Baseball and then at this high school, wrestling. But baseball is king well, wrestling. In the I, I can get. I can understand the wrestling, but. Because it was kind of like that at Rock Hill High. Actually, uh, basketball was third sport at Rock Hill High. They got so many baseball fields and not a single, like, outdoor basketball court. Hmm. I think it's a a fear thing. I think it's a fear thing. They're afraid of kids from Columbia coming down here to hoop. Uh, Coming down, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're they're afraid of that. That's just my personal take. (laughs) What difference does it make? But yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, you know what difference? You know what difference it makes. Yeah, I know. We're in Kershaw County. You know what difference it makes, man. All right, what y'all been up to? All right. So, oh man, nothing. Um, had Terry's birthday party last Sunday. That's what's um, up. Um, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. The uh, kids. All seem to enjoy themselves, and I know the adults enjoy themselves. Uh, shout out to Green Tea Shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> but other than that, man, just chilling. Just chilling, really. That's what's up. All right, man. So, for the show today, we got... What's on the agenda? You know we got to get into... Uh, your boy Kyrie. Uh, I wanted to point something out. Maybe this is the homer in me, but uh, my boy Drake May, UNC's quarterback, cooking, and I don't think he getting enough love. Uh, Jeff Bezos is uh, interested in buying the Commandos because I guess Snyder is about to sell, and Russell Wilson is very a very intriguing character. Wanted to get your take on that. Uh, social media question of the day. Um, so the manager of the Astros, who just won the World Series last night, by the way, I know you didn't watch it, neither did I. Shout but, out to Houston, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but during the World Series, uh, he asked he that he said it was a shame that there weren't any uh, black-born American players 
in the world series i probably said that horribly <laughs> um, but as far as american 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 born <laughs> black players there were none in the world series so first he, time since uh 51 he was shocked by that Some, but something i there. i have i don't know why he was shocked and i will get into that but before we do that uh we, little rant cuz this annoys me all right a lot of these I guess, what what would you call them? Talking heads? They get on, they retire from coaching or playing or whatever, and they become broadcasters. And when they do that, it's like they completely forget everything that they did while they were going through. All the frustrations, everything. It's like they completely forget all of that stuff. So the reason I bring that up is because a couple weeks back, uh, Elijah Moore, receiver for the Jets, uh, requested a trade. And the kid's 22. He doesn't feel like he's being used in uh, in with the Jets' offense. They just want to run the ball, play defense. Um, quarterback doesn't throw a lot. So he wants a chance to play. And for me, I don't blame him for wanting a chance to play. That's that's a perfectly normal reaction. I mean, players ask for trades all the time, so I don't understand. But Rex Ryan did the old, especially uh, old white guy uh, antic of telling Elijah Moore to grow up. And I took exception to that because how are you, Rex Ryan, going to tell a 22-year-old kid to grow up because he requested a trade? When there was a time when, I'm assuming you were in your 40s or 50s, when you were coaching the Jets and you were so upset that a reporter asked you a question about your quarterback situation and you did your interview looking away, like with your back turned to the microphone. Like, just acting a straight fool because dude asked you a legit question about your quarterback situation. But you're going to tell this 22-year-old kid he has to grow up because he wants to play the game that he's invested so much in. It makes no sense to me how these how they get on on whatever show they're on and just act like they never did anything wrong. Like, should he have requested a trade? I guess there's an argument to say he should or should not have. But, like, just completely saying he needs to grow up because he wants to play football like that's crazy to me uh like rex ryan swears he's so in touch it's so uh well connected with the organization if you're that well connected to the organization all you had to do was talk to the dude like hey man this is probably how you yeah. should have handled that but no you wanted a sound bite and you wanted to look cool by telling uh, somebody that they need to grow up when really when you were in a similar situation to him you acted a fool yourself and you were probably twice his age at the time. So it's just, it's real hypocritical to me that and I can't stand when oh, yeah. they do that. It's so annoying when they do that shit. So yeah, well, that's a, uh, that's my rant for the you day. You know, it's, um, I mean, it's really all about his position change. Right. Um, right. So it is 100%. Now he, like you said, he, he wanted a soundbite and yeah. you know, low hanging fruit, easy target. So, right. Mm. Right. So yeah, I yeah. thought that was trash or Rex Ryan. Um, that's I thought it was a weak move. It was like you said, low hanging fruit, and he he took advantage of it. So it was trash. Yeah. All right, social media question of the day. Um, so Dusty Baker, we talked about it. He said that it was uh, bad for the game. I don't remember his exact exact quote, but he was displeased that uh, there weren't 
enough American born black players in the World Series. I, I want to say he said it was zero. And yeah, yeah, there was the R- I think it's crazy that uh, yeah. he's shocked that there are no because there are no American-born black players in the World Series. And I don't think it's crazy at all because one day when I was at work a couple months ago, I was bored. The Little League World Series was going on. So I decided to just go look at the teams. I don't know why. I was bored at work. Uh, it was a slow day at work. So I just went and looked at the teams, and I clicked on a team. I was like, oh, who's representing our area? See if I, you know, see if any of the – I've lived a lot of places. So I wanted to see if any of the organizations – that I have been a part of or knew of were in the Little League World Series. And then I get to clicking, and then I realize, man, this team, I forget what, it doesn't matter. I just forget what team it was. I clicked on it, and it was the Southeast team, I want to say. Like, man, they don't have any black players. And then I just continue on this onslaught of clicking, and majority of the American side for the Little League World Series don't have a black player or I think one or two teams had one or two, but for the most part, majority of the teams were just all white kids. So if you're not necessarily saying the Little League World Series is a feeder system to the MLB, but that is your grassroots organization. That is your, I mean, that's your biggest stage is the Little League World Series for youth sports. And if that doesn't have a strong representation of black players, what do you think the MLB is going to have? If your youth program doesn't have a strong representation of black players, that's that's why I don't understand how Dusty Baker is surprised. Like, because I wasn't well, surprised by that at all. Because I I looked at the Little League no, World Series rosters. Well, not even uh, just Little League. Um, if you look at the trends, the number of black born uh, or American born black players has been decreasing in the league overall. Yeah. Um, every year. Um, so uh, I went I went back and looked. It's first World Series since 1950. Uh, that no U.S. born black, black players were played. And just for a little context, my pops, who was born in 1951, watched uh, at least part of the World Series. I've been talking to him during the week. Um, that's your demographic. Uh, essentially, that's who uh, baseball missed out on. Yeah. Right? So... You have a old guy, old older guy who um who watched the I mean he he keeps up with the game. Uh but the younger players don't. They no. I mean and so we can talk about the reasons why, but um basically baseball is more expensive. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Uh, cleats run you two hundred. Glove is two or three hundred. Bats another two or three hundred. Got to yeah. play uh, pay registration. So yeah. you talking about a couple of thousand dollars? Now you got now you got travel travel ball team. fees. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it yep. wants to play baseball so, this year, and I'm not. I'm not looking forward to that price tag. But to be fair. I don't know if he really wants to play baseball. I think he just wants to hit the ball. I don't think he understands he is, the, yeah. the other aspect of playing baseball. But yeah, no, that you're exactly right. Like growing up, it was very easy to play basketball because there mm-hmm. was there was hoops in just about every 
area we lived at. You just needed a ball. Ball basketballs around you twenty bucks. That shit, you can get yep. a shitty basketball for ten bucks and just make it work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then so it's, it's, it's interesting that you say that though. Um, so growing up, uh, we played baseball. Well, we didn't play baseball. We played stickball um, with whatever broomstick, uh, tree branch, yeah, yeah, wood, yeah. and whatever that, we could find, that's, and but that's a tennis not ball. Gonna, that's uh, <laughs> but that's, that's not gonna get you ready to. That's, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't know if it will, or won't, <laughs> but I'm saying like that's limited compared. Like you're gonna be well, a step behind the kid actually playing. I mean, the hand eye coordination um, is straight. Actually, yeah. I think the hand eye coordination may be a little better playing stickball because you got to Maybe. be on it to hit that, make contact with that stick. Guess, but uh, fielding, uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, if. So I played softball, uh, like intramurals in college. Yeah. And it literally took me the first part of the season just to get used to it uh, because I wasn't used to, number one, playing in the field that size. Um, and then so, again, softball fields and baseball fields aren't the uh, same dimensions. So, you know, factor that in. Yeah. And then the glove, man. I mean, I had not played baseball with the glove. <laughs> um, like maybe one or two times, like growing up, uh, like uncle Don had some gloves. Um, and he would occasionally take us to the park and, uh, you know, hit, hit the ball around, but I had never played organized baseball, like anything close to organized baseball until I played intramurals my freshman year in college. And, yeah, it, it it's a, it's definitely a learning curve. So I can only imagine uh <sighs> the makeup that uh you know black players are having to do. Yeah. So yeah, I mean for us, like I said, we played basketball, then football. Even if we didn't have a field, shit, we played football in the street. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You just play two hand touch in the street and play tackle along the curb where there's grass so like that's uh, it sounds more dangerous than it no this probably was dangerous but yeah (laughs) but it seems more dangerous than it seemed at the time at the time yes i think right now looking back on it's probably a terrible thing to do matter i think about getting tackled hey man as long as you tackle him in the grass yeah i guess near the grass i guess so yeah that i don't i don't know why dusty baker was surprised because you just if you look at your grassroots you're younger or gonna you'll see everything you that's gonna tell you everything you need to know about your program and by program i mean the mlb so the mlb looks at its grassroots it'll tell them everything that they have coming up like if so if you have a 95 percent white uh population in your in your younger groups, then you're going to have that same thing in the majors. See, baseball is not like basketball or football. How many times have you seen, oh, so-and-so didn't start playing basketball until they were in high school or senior or in college? That happens all the time for basketball and football because the learning curve, like you learn how to – you if you have size in f- football or basketball, somebody will teach you how to play the game. It Baseball is not really necessarily about size. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you don't really – it's not really something – like if I was seven feet, somebody would come out and find me to play 
Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> basketball or yeah, somebody would find me to play basketball. Or if I was a six five, two hundred eighty pound person, somebody would find me to come play defensive line for them. Nobody's out really looking for baseball players. The the player looks for the game, not the other way around. Like coaches are always yeah. looking for basketball, football players. Baseball coaches they just wait for you to come to them. So it's it's a little different. Yeah, and uh, the flip side to that is uh, in a lot of poor countries that too they for whatever reason they have the infrastructure to play baseball. Like the kids are playing soccer or baseball in the Caribbean, at least. Yeah. Um. So I mean, hey, the Dominican Republic. Well, has for them, for them though, it's a, a little bit different. For them though, it's a little bit different, especially <laughs> in the Caribbean and Mexico and places like that, because that's a way out for them. The the oh yeah no the, doubt no, the proof, no doubt no doubt the proof for them to get out by playing baseball is is there it's higher baseball and soccer yeah. can get them out because there's a lot of avenues to play professional baseball and soccer but you know what I'm saying I mean there's a lot of avenues to play basketball but it's so much I'm not going to say it's more competitive because I'm a, you know you play professional sports all professional sports are competitive but just it's been proven that it's more Caribbeans and uh, Caribbean born players and things like that playing baseball than there are in the NBA. So that's, that's why that's a, that's an avenue for them to get out. So people actually, and then the players come over here and they invest more back into, whereas the, if the MLB players, I'm sure they're investing back in their communities, but they're not investing in the poor communities because the, you know, they're not investing in the poor black communities because that's not where they grew up. So why would they, yep. you know what I'm saying? It's a little bit different. Like, yeah, you got a Caribbean born player playing in the major leagues and he invests back into his hometown, a poor country in the Caribbean. Then he's, he's helping those young players. Whereas a major league baseball player here may not have come from that. So yeah, they may reinvest back in their community, but they're not, their community isn't hurting for baseball. Right. So that's the difference to me anyway. All right, moving on. So my boy Drake may is not getting enough love and it's ridiculous. Somehow he's not, I don't think he's high enough on the Heisman voting. And everybody always talks about who you play, blah, 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 whatever. But in playing similar competition, he's played uh, Notre Dame defense that CJ Stroud has played. And he torched Notre Dame. He played a Pittsburgh defense that Hendon Hooker played and he torched uh, Pittsburgh. So, He's not getting a lot of love, and I'm here to give him love for the Heisman because nobody else seems to be wanting to do that. He's leading the country in passing touchdowns ahead of Stroud and Sam Hartman. He's leading the country in touchdowns responsible for. That's passing or rushing. He's uh, ahead of Stroud in that one. He's leading in points responsible for. He's ahead of Bo Nix in that category. Uh, he's leading in points per game responsible for. He's ahead of the head of uh, Bo Nix in that category as well. So, and then Pro Football Focus has uh, a, a stat that it's called uh, not best ball, but it basically measures how accurate 
your throw is. Basically, I forget what it's called. And he's leading in that category. Like, pro football focus loves Drake May. But for some reason, Heisman voters don't love Drake May. Um, after for some this, reason, Ty, for well, some reason, do you, you, do you really not know the I'm reason? I'm just saying, man. All right, listen to this. So after this week, Drake May has played more top 50 defenses <laughs> He's played six. CJ Stroud has played five. Bryce Young has played zero. But how? But the, my man ain't getting no Heisman love. That's all I'm saying, man. He's he's thrown for over 300 yards in every game except for this past one against UVA, and he missed the 300 yard mark by seven yards. The man is cooking. I don't understand how he's not getting more Heisman love. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Everybody talks about it. He's not getting more Heisman love because Carolina is 17th. Granted, they should be higher. Um, They're 8-1. That Notre Dame Dame loss holds some weight now. I don't know how. It should. I I, I just wanted to put that in there. At this point, it should be be uh, after they just dismantled Clemson, that Notre Dame loss looks pretty impressive. And only That's what co- I'm saying. Only that should hold a fo- little more weight. <laughs> only in college football can <laughs> losses be But, uh, listen, uh, Hendon Hooker was getting love because Tennessee was number one and they played in the SEC. Tennessee uh, has Bryce had Young an impressive schedule. I will give you that. Bryce Young has played zero <laughs> yeah, top yeah, yeah. 50 defenses. Bryce... Oh, you sound like shit. I listen. I don't <laughs> disagree you with you. I, I I completely understand. Shed has a vendetta against Ohio. Well, he says he doesn't hate Ohio State. He hates Ohio State fans. I I, uh, I agree with that. But <laughs> I don't like Ohio State. Way I haven't like, like Ohio State since they cheated uh, the Hurricanes out of that national championship. That that phantom okay. pass interference call. They 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 did they did get one there. <laughs> um, but um, yes, I have to hear from Shed. Oh man, he called me this morning uh, talking about how they were losing to uh, Northwestern seven nothing at. Uh, oh yeah, they were struggling. Oh, like, that, so that goes they played into my, in a monsoon. That, that yesterday, goes into my, but I don't know, man. I thought. <laughs> So CJ Stroud looked rough yesterday. I, I'm just gonna looked say rough he, in he looked pretty games, bad. Even though. when he had, even when he had the wind at his back, he 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 was off yesterday. So Dog, and he, against, even, you know, but even one even, in seven, one in eight Northwestern. He's looked rough in multiple games, and he has the best receiver. Have you seen Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin play football? Harrison, yes. Oh my yes. God, he is the best receiver um, in college football. What, what is it? Um, every catch he had, I don't know about uh, yesterday, well, at least in the first half, every catch he had was for a first down? Yeah, um, no. And then like he... Same thing. He had ten catches the week before. All went for first down. Yeah, he's That's a beast. Like ridiculous. he's at the end of the day, he has a safety valve that uh, CJ Stroud yeah. has a safety yeah. valve that he could just. Marvin Harris is going to make the play. He he has size, but he also runs routes like a smaller receiver. CJ Stroud versus Penn State had three hundred and fifty yards passing, and. 10, he had he was 26 of 33. 10 of those completions, 10 of his 26 completions went to Marvin Harrison. He had 354 yards. 185 of those went to Marvin Harrison Jr. So you have a safety blanket. Like, the dude's a beast. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a beast. And you have that safety blanket to just 
there was a game where Drake May completed a pass to 10 different receivers. That's all I'm saying. My man should be getting more love. That's all I'm saying, man. That's all I'm saying. I don't know how he's not getting more I, love. I, I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, I tell you what. If they win the ACC, I he may get an invite. Um, Which is but crazy. more importantly, um, at least for college football in general, um, I need them to do something with TCU, man, because there's no way TCU was the seventh best team in the country uh, again after you see Ohio State. Um, maybe Michigan's better than them, um, but Alabama's not. Uh, I, I don't know, man. It's just. There's no way you can look at TCU's schedule and say, oh, yeah, they're uh, not in the top five. They're not well, in the top. Before we move on, the college football rankings, they got it all wrong. Like, how is Georgia three? I understand Tennessee looked good against Alabama, and they've played some. They've played a tough schedule. But Georgia was has clearly been the dominant team, and their defense showed it last night against yeah. Tennessee. Tennessee couldn't do yeah. nothing with Georgia's defense. Georgia took everything away from Tennessee last night. There's no way that Georgia's not the best team. And there's I don't think Ohio State's the second best team, but oh, yeah. Clemson lost. Well I mean Alabama, again, Alabama lost uh, again. Alabama's about oh man, Alabama fans about to lose their fucking mind. They got a two loss season. Yeah. Woo-wee. <laughs> it could be a three loss season if they don't if they keep could. messing around. They got old miss next week. Boy, they, old miss is looking all right. They're gonna lose their mind. <laughs> All right, all right, gotta keep. But yeah, so um, yeah, um, Drake May will get more love when I think he needs to get more more than just an invite. He should, he should be in legit consideration for the Heisman. That's all I'm saying. He's on a one loss Power Five team, and he's played more top fifty defenses than two of your top quarterbacks that are in the Heisman race. That's all I'm saying. Hey, he doesn't play for the right team. Yeah, Sorry, unfortunately. You're right. You, I know you're right. It's a popularity right contest team. for sure. You're absolutely right. All right, a couple quick hitters. One, I need to give a shout-out before we get into some football stuff. Uh, shout-out to my boy Matt Ryan for the Los Angeles Lakers. Hit that game-tying three fadeaway in the corner. You was talking all that shit about Matt. That's the real No, 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 the no. You the ice. talking <laughs> Now you were my talking man, shit. My man hit that fadeaway Kobe level leg out leaning three in the corner and walked off and flexed on the boys. I see that. I see you. All right. Another quick hitter. Does your boy Russell Wilson want everybody to hate him? This man, when they went to London, they said he was he doing high knees, high knees in, the in the aisle of the plane. Dog, do you know how pissed off I would be? If I was on a flight and I looked up, I'm trying to sleep. And it's a dude doing high knees. Like, we're about to get off the plane and immediately play a football game. Like, dude, you got some time to warm up. (laughs) And the reason why I asked if he wants everybody to hate him, he was. The reason why I asked if he wants everybody to hate him is because nobody had to know that information. Bro, you could have kept that shit to yourself. You did not know how stupid you sound. Like, come on, man. Everybody already is already hating on Everybody's already hating on this dude. And I'm trying my best not to hate on him. But then this shit came out. Bro, you doing high knees in the aisle of the plane? 
man, I would have lost my mind. Hey, hey, hey. Russ doing too much. Yeah. Man. Russ tries entirely too hard. Fucking to crazy, man. I've been, bro, I've been trying to, to make, I've been trying so hard <laughs> to just defend Russ with, like, uh, me and my homie be talking about it, and I be trying to defend him. But then he does shit like this, and I'm like, bro, I can't help you when you do shit like this. I cannot be on the Russell Wilson band, or Russell Wilson train if you do a shit like this. I can't do it. All right, another quick hitter. Uh, Jeff Bezos trying to buy the commandos. Me personally, I think it's a genius move for the NFL. If they Jeff Bezos is the best person that you could ever want if you're the NFL. You know how many you know how many um, Amazon deals that you can set up? TV or uh, streaming deals, merchandise deals. Man, could you imagine an Amazon stadium? They got fucking drones flying around, delivery and stuff. This is just my world of if Amazon, because Amazon is going to take over everything. They're a monopoly and nobody wants to admit it, but they're 100% a monopoly. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. From a true business aspect, they are 100% a monopoly and nobody wants to admit that. But could you imagine? I, I think personally, uh, yeah, the drone thing is just my far-fetched idea because I don't want to get up when I go to a game. I want you to bring stuff to me. And a drone bringing me while popcorn would be dope. But in all seriousness, Jeff Bezos being a partner of the NFL, man, immediate revenue spike, I think, because he's proven that he knows how to run a business. And I think he would have um, one of the biggest market teams so profitable in no time that the owners would be salivating or they should be salivating over the potential to have Jeff Bezos as a partner. Yeah, I saw, um, I think Jay-Z said something and they, they put out odds on yeah, um, they who's always most do. likely to buy and Be- Bezos is clearly number one. But actually, uh, something I thought was interesting was um, the over-under on how much the team was going to sell for. Um, I think it was five and a half billion, six and a half billion and uh, everybody's saying take the over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Because it's going to be a crazy bidding war. Again, that's one of the best markets in sports. That DC market is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. All right. What we all came came here for. Final topic. Your boy Kyrie. All right, man. Listen. I got to be 100% honest. We were supposed to do a show, what, last week? Or no, earlier, earlier this week we were supposed to do a show. And I had some house guests. Well, first Jordan got sick. Then I had house guests. Uh, Brandy's mom came to visit. So I really couldn't couldn't do it. So I, no joke, was about to give props to Kyrie because in one of his interviews before his idiotic interview, uh, not interview, one of his press conferences before his idiotic press conference uh, promoting that movie and book or whatever, he had a press conference after a loss where – he was defending Ben Simmons. And for me, I thought that was the ultimate teammate move. You see the media is ragging on this guy and you are sticking by your guy. That is the ultimate grown-up teammate move. And I was about to give him props for that. But then his next press conference, he is uh, asked about a tweet that he sent out promoting a anti-Semitic book slash movie. 
And Kyrie's response, he kept he's he's confused, really, because one, he's under the impression that if he doesn't think he's harming anyone, he's not harming anyone, which is a very arrogant stance to make. And that's straight out of the Dan Snyder playbook, because that was his biggest thing for not changing the name of the team was, oh, I'm not offending anyone, but we're telling you, me, so we're telling you that else. you're offending yeah. someone. We're telling you you're hurting someone and you're just ignoring it because you think you're right. So yep. I thought that was crazy. I haven't seen or read the book and I'm not going to. I'm going to take the word of, you know, and people who are supposed to be smart. So from the Rolling Stones, one of their... I guess correspondents or reporters, or whatever, watched the movie, and they had this quote: it "says uh, uh, Jews control the media and banking. Jews were responsible for slavery. The Jews created anti-black racism, and on and on, drawing a fabricated quotes that have been a staple of anti-Semitic propaganda for decades." So that's from the Rolling Stone and from New York Post. Uh, The movie accuses Jews of creating falsehoods to protect their status and power among these alleged falsehoods that six million Jews were killed in the Holocaust. So the craziest thing to me that keeps making me want to pull my hair out is that Kyrie is confused as to how him tweeting something on social media is promoting something like dog. If you tweet something, you being who you are, you tweet something that is, I mean, you heard the quotes from the post about the, they're literally saying that the Holocaust didn't happen and you're retweeting something like that. And you're saying that you're not promoting anything. Like how arrogant is that? If you don't understand, how do you not understand that you as Kyrie being on the nets, being represented or representing the nets, representing the NFA, and an NBA, how do you not understand that you're promoting all of this every time you send out a tweet? Like, I don't understand that. That's been the mind blowing part to me is that he's so arrogant that he is. He thinks that uh, he could just do and say whatever he wants. And as long as he thinks he's doing the right thing, that it's OK. And that's crazy to me. I, well, I, don't, I don't understand his so- whole logic. You said a couple things there. Um, First of all, the one word that you kept repeating was arrogance. And I think that sums up Kyrie. Uh, He's an arrogant son of a bitch. Like, dude, anybody who can argue that the world is flat. But that's the thing. He doesn't even argue it. He just says it. And then you try to ask him a question about it. it. Well, see, that's just it. That's just it. He is so enlightened and in touch and in tune with the world that his research uh, trumps everybody else's. And if um, if you would just open your eyes and look at the world the way he looks at the world, then there wouldn't be any misunderstanding. Only somebody who is rich and famous. Um, who has gotten accolades for their ability to manipulate a ball? Yeah, um, would be that. Well, him and Kanye, because I mean, it's it's the exact same thing. Like, and I said I wasn't gonna, um, I wasn't gonna say nothing about Kanye. No, nah, um, man. So that's the funny thing is, 
uh, he should have known. I was telling my homeboy this. He should know he fucked up because Kaye literally put out a picture of a uh, posted a picture of Kai of, of Kyrie talking about there's still some real ones out there. But as soon as he did did that, you should have immediately known you fucked up. That is not the person you. When Kanye is on your side, right. yeah, that is not the order. <laughs> yeah, man. It's so, I, I mean, I crazy. I. I and like that's what gets me is like you're tell people are telling you that what you're saying is harmful, and your logic is oh it's not harmful I'm right so it can't be harmful like no what are you talking about right right, <laughs> right. well I will say this though um somebody I think it may have been Jason Williams uh, mentioned this the other day um I don't think enough attention is being paid towards Amazon. Uh, not that Kyrie is right by any means. Not that I'm backing him. Oh Lord, please let me. <laughs> I don't want we get our first mail. I'm about to say, make sure, make sure, I'm backing Kyrie. Make sure you no, no, that no, off, no, off no, 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 no. I am not justifying, excusing Kyrie in any shape, form, fashion. Let that be clear. But Amazon. Like you said, Amazon is a monopoly. 100%. Amazon controls what we buy, consume, what we yeah. watch, what we a lot consume. Of, our, our lot of, so, a lot of our consumption is based on what Amazon decides to allow us to consume. Right. And so I understand that, you know, free speech and whatever. But if the film is that bad. And again, I haven't watched it. I haven't seen. Like it. I said, I only re- the reviews uh, that I have <laughs> were the two reviews from the New York Post and the what was it, New York Post and Rolling Stone, and that's that's enough right. for me because that sounds like a terrible movie to me. But but what I'm saying, even though so since uh, all this controversy, it's apparently going to number one on Amazon. I'm sure. Um, and. You know, so a reporter uh, tweeted out the other day, oh, Kyrie thought that, um, you know, uh, he he could tweet it and, you know, nobody was paying attention, but the movie's going to number one. That's true, but the media amplified this. I had, I didn't see Kyrie's tweet. I I, I mean, you know... But, 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 but still, that speaks, that speaks to... His platform, and that's why it's so dangerous that he doesn't yeah. even understand the control, the the power that he wields. Is he sent out a tweet, and now an anti-Semitic movie is number one, uh, being purchased for twelve dollars on Amazon, and you don't understand that your tweet started all this. Your tweet, your yeah. power of your tweet, you being who you are, you being a, a polarizing figure, for good or bad. You are the reason your polarizing figure is the reason that this anti-Semitic movie is being uh, so readily repurchased. And yeah, you're going to have people who are going to watch this and agree with this. And that is even more harmful. Like that. That's what I don't think he understands. Well, well and that's what I don't think any um, any of the <laughs> the black. Uh, quote woke Hebrew Israelite, whatever that bullshit is. Yeah. Well, no, no. Let, let me let me let, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that because 
there are some people out there who genuinely believe that. So yeah, I, I know. Want to I know. What are beliefs? <laughs> my, but, my homeboy has been arguing. My homeboy uh, has been arguing. So he lives in Flint. He's been arguing with people in Flint about this shit on social media for like the last week. <laughs> and I'm like, bro. Well, and, and, and so, and so, like, like, nah, nah, so, 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 let me rephrase that. So let me rephrase that. So there are people who genuinely believe, you know, whatever, but. You are spreading talking points spread by white racists. Let's just be real. Yeah. I mean, Hitler was quoted a couple of times in that movie, oh, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't, I didn't Dude, know that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah so... Um, <laughs> So yeah, that doesn't even so make what sense, is. dude. Like, what are you even? Ah, oh, man. Yeah. So yeah. So so why buy into? Why feed into the hype of somebody who hates you too? Yeah. They right, right. Oh, it's just it, it, that, oh. so. And this he's. I don't know. Kyrie is a fake intellect, right? So he went. Yes, he, he is. Went, he's a pseudo intellectual. You are absolutely his correct. entire life. People have told him. Things that are oh, lies. Oh, you're smart. He yes. went to do yes. and da 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 da. They've pitched him the dream. Oh, you should come to Duke. You're a smart kid. When really you went to Duke because you had crazy handles. Like that's just the mm-hmm. real of it. Like you didn't go to Duke because of your intellectual acumen. You went to Duke because you can get buckets for Coach K. And I don't know Coach K's recruiting pitch, but. I'm assuming part of it probably had to do with how smart he was. And I feel like part of Kyrie's whole steez is he's trying to prove that he belonged at Duke regardless of if he could play basketball or not. He is an intellect. Mm. He is just as smart as every other kid that he's ever went or that he went to school with. When in reality, dude, you're really just making yourself look like an idiot. Like I, I don't I don't understand why you need to prove how smart you are, but the way you're going about it, that's not it. And he's been doing it basically his entire career is trying to yeah. prove that he is this intellect, but he never has. Have you noticed anytime Kyrie has a stance on something? He never has an answer for a follow up question. Whereas, if you're an intellect, you have it. You like you know you've talked about this. You've prepared to talk about whatever it is that you're going to talk about. So he's going into these press conferences thinking that he's dealing with non smart people, not knowing that a lot of these reporters are master's degree holders, PhD holders, like mm-hmm. the reporter field is very competitive these are smart human beings and you're going into these media rooms thinking you're going to outsmart these people who are well educated and you're not and it just makes you sound idiotic because you never have a follow-up you just have more you just have more argument you just become argumentative and that's really all he did when the reporter i don't know his name but all he did he asked valid questions but Kyrie didn't have a response to those valid questions because he's not prepared to talk about the things that he swears that he supports because he doesn't truly support them, but he's he just wants to seem like he knows what he's talking about. So he picks these causes and when he runs into people who actually know what they're talking about, they make them look they make him look silly. And I I don't know why he keeps taking these wild stances. 
He did the same thing with the vaccine a couple years ago. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's crazy that uh, he's still. I mean, I guess at this point he's not in the NBA because he's uh, he's suspended and he has a six step process suspended. in order to get back. And before we get out of here, this this last point I want to make: his six step process part of it is condemning the film and the in the book that he so believes in. And this is going to show how arrogant he truly is. If he can't even walk back everything he said and apologize and um, do the things that one should do when making idiotic statements. Um, if he can't apologize and uh, condemn the film and all that, then it just shows how arrogant of a person he truly is. And on on one hand, getting back to the sports aspect, it is unfortunate because say whatever you want, Kyrie is a very talented basketball player, and he has okay. ruined that. More, I mean, possibly ruined that because he may never play in the NBA ever again. All because, uh, all because of Couldn't nothing. Honestly, <laughs> Couldn't keep his mouth shut. Yeah, and then double down. You know. Yeah, yeah, and that's. You know what, man? Listen, even if you believe it, is the double downing. That's what I'm saying. Even if you believe it, at some point, you just got to say, you know what? Let me shut up. Because now his shoe's not uh, coming out. Uh, Nike has uh, delayed the release of what? The Kyrie 8, I think. Oh, six. Whatever. I mean, whatever number they're up to. And I mean,. that's not a small step. Kyrie no. was like one of their top five basketball shoes. Yep. Um, and if so, that doesn't yeah. show you like how, if anything, right, you would think the money, if if nothing else, right, everybody is telling you you're wrong. If your money being taken doesn't show you you're wrong, again, that just shows <laughs> that shows your arrogance because everybody's telling you you're wrong, including your money. Your money is telling you you're wrong, and you're still like, nah, I'm right. I'm Kyrie. Like, that's crazy, man. All right, that's all I got, man. Good luck being Kyrie. All right, only thing I had, um, did you see uh, IMG versus uh, Toronto, what, West Toronto prep nah. uh, Friday night? Nah, what happened? 96 nothing. Is that the 96 to nothing halftime game? I saw the thing on halftime. I saw it on Bleacher Report and I was like, man, I'm not looking at that. Yeah, man. IMG is IMG is up. It's only a couple so teams that I, can I, play I, with it. I've got to uh question who is making IMG's schedule because they went and beat up on uh what the fake school last yeah. year, right? Nah, they just need um, games, man. They're not worried about they need games. That's it. They don't they're they're not in a high school Lord league. Jesus. They're not allowed. I don't think they're allowed. They're not, I mean So they just need games, man. And it's only maybe six schools in the country that can 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 even compete with them. So, man, do it. Yeah. they need to play those sixteen <laughs> twice just, a year. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, I mean, they just they just need games, man. That's that's really all it comes down to. Is it's such a powerhouse, and I mean, they're when they play teams that um that can play with them, like uh, Central and Miami, they beat mm-hmm. them by six this year. Um, yeah, so there are teams that can play with them, but. This year, their schedule hasn't been 
uh, I guess a lot of teams are like, yeah, we play a tough schedule already. Because usually the um, – what is it? The Bishop Gormans and uh, the – the what is it? What's the other team? In, what's the team in California? De La Salle. Yeah, another one. Saint – is it? Nah, that's Saint first. It's another one in uh, modern day in California. Modern day, yeah, Those yeah, yeah, teams yeah. usually play them, and they play them well. But um, – yeah, man. It, I mean, I can understand those schools not wanting to play them every year because, you know, they at the end of the day, they are still high schools. So they, they have a level of rebuilding that they have to do every year, whereas ING is never actually rebuilding because they, they're always yeah. getting the cream of the crop. So on the years that they can't play the Bishop Gormans or the Modern Days or – uh, it's a team in ball in uh DC too. But when they can't play those teams, they end up playing some of these other lesser teams, and they don't have a chance. So, um, yeah, I mean, IMG is it's a different beast. So, not everybody yeah. is ready for that. But, but man, I yeah, those highlights were I, ridiculous. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh to be fair um west toronto like they the center I, I don't know if this was their starting center or not but um he he was consistently overshooting the quarterback um yeah. out of the shotgun yeah. so i mean they scored like 28 just recovering fumbles yeah yeah man but, i mean you know 28 out of 96 yeah. <laughs> it's still a blowout even without that <laughs> yeah all right, man. I uh, guess we're going to get on out of here. Yep. Um, yeah. Anything else? Last thoughts? Nah, man. That's all I got. All right. Cool, man. Hit us up on email. The Lazy Dad Show at iCloud.com. Check out the website. The Lazy Dad Show Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, find us everywhere podcasts are found. And I think that's it. All right. That's all I got. All right. Cool. Cool. All right, man. We're going to get on out of here. Uh, this is Tamin. This is Tyrese. We are the Lazy Dads. And y'all have a great day. Peace. <laughs>